Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me for the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, as we look back at Union's 3-2 win over Princeton in Game 1 of the ECAC Hockey Tournament First Round Series. And uh, Union got off to a good start, and uh, Princeton, uh, Matt Allen scored early. Uh, Princeton tied midway through the second, and then Union got two goals in the third period to take a 3-1 lead, and... Of course, you had to know that sooner or later, Union's going to give up another extra attacker goal, and it did against Princeton there. But in the end, Union was not was able to hold on for the victory to take a one nothing series lead. Uh, the game two will be Saturday at four o'clock, and Union wins that game. They'll move on to the quarterfinals against an opponent to be determined, which you'll we'll probably could find out as early as Saturday night. It could be Clarkson. It could be Harvard. We'll see uh, what happens with the other uh, series, and we'll uh, look at the scores of uh, Friday's game ones a little bit later here on the podcast. But let's uh, take a look at what happened. I I think Union played a good game. I think for the most part uh, the Dutchman dominated. Uh, Princeton had its moments there in the second period after they tied the score. Uh, And, of course, they made things interesting there uh, in the third period at the end. But uh, a good one for the Dutchman. Uh, Now three straight victories for them. Um, As you know, they nearly did not get home ice for the first round of the tournament. They had a four-game winless skit after uh, the Colgate game started that uh, slide there with the extra attacker goal and it triggered a three-goal third period late in that game. Uh, And then Union lost to uh, uh, Cornell and then lost uh, at Yale and then suffered a a shootout loss, which is a tie uh, on the record scale, but uh, was still... Nonetheless, a 3-2 loss to get a point out of that. But uh, Union was able to get home ice, as you know, winning against Harvard last Friday and Dartmouth in overtime last Saturday. So let's uh, take a look at what happened and the goals scored. And we'll have audio courtesy of Union Athletics and ESPN+. You'll hear uh, Matt Dubray and uh, Brian Unger on the call. Let's begin. It didn't take long for Union to uh, get on the board as Matt Allen led a two-on-one rush uh, down the right wing. He had Owen Ferris on his left side, but instead he, uh, Allen decided to shoot. It was a smart move. Two-on-one for Union. Shot by Allen. He scores! Quickly takes a one nothing lead. Not even two and a half minutes into this one. That's big for a lot of reasons, Matt. One, you know, Princeton's has been let up a lot of goals recently, so you got to wonder about confidence. Two, they haven't been scoring a lot. You mentioned three games last weekend, shut out twice. In fact, shut out last Saturday and Sunday. And three for Union, a team that has trouble scoring at even strength. You get a depth guy scoring. That's Matt Allen. That's only a second. The Dutchman outshot the Tigers 15-10 in the first period. It took that 1-0 lead into the second. And uh, Princeton, which had been shut out in its last two games, it hadn't scored a goal since the early to third period of a game uh, last Friday against Colgate, snapped a scoreless streak of 168 minutes, 32 seconds, with uh, 9.04 left in the second period when Liam Gorman lit the lamp. Sends over the left side, then up along the wall, into the Union zone, off a Dutchman stick, Conan, sharp angle shot, save made, Princeton finds the puck for second chance opportunity, Wax off the side of that, right in front, they score! Left alone in front was Gorman, and he buries it, and this game is tied at one. After that goal, the Tigers seem to have momentum, and uh, you'll hear Brandon Estes comment about that a little bit later here 
on the uh, post-game podcast. So the score is 1-1 heading into the third period. And uh, Spencer Kirsten takes a cross-checking penalty at 9:21, giving Union its second power play of the night. And this time, they connect it. Uh, Liam Robertson won a puck battle in front of the net. Uh, got the puck to his right to Dylan Anhorn. And Anhorn set it over to uh, Gabriel Seeger in the right circle. And Seeger buried it past goaltender Jermaine Forget at uh, 10:32 to give Union a 2-1 lead. Low, Seeger. With 3.17 left, uh, it was a coincidental minors call, so the teams were going to play four on four for two minutes. And uh, Owen Farris, uh, skating down the right wing, made a nice play getting past Nick Carabin, the Princeton defenseman, uh, at the Princeton blue line along the right wing boards. He drove to the net, put a shot on uh, Forger, who made the save. However, Forger didn't see where the rebound was, but Brandon Estes did. It's O'Neill. O'Neill in with the all four Dutchmen, so an easy turnover there. Ferris keeps control. Ferris jams the net. Save Forger, they bring it home. Estes. Shortly after that goal, uh, Forge was pulled for an extra attacker, and uh, Union fans were holding their breath as uh, with the situation uh, the last couple games, or last few games, where they've given up extra attacker goals. They gave up two last Saturday to Dartmouth. And of course, we mentioned the Colgate one, which triggered that third period collapse against the Raiders. And the Dartmouth game, the Union was able to win 3-2 in overtime. So um, it happened again with 1.15 left. Noah Deller Durante made it a 3-2 game. This is the net. He's had some trouble getting the pucks on net from high-quality scoring areas. Right-wing circle. Back up top. Another shot. They score! Just as the penalties expire. And I believe it's going to be... Dilla Durante, I think. Yeah, Dilla Durante is acting like it was his. He took the shot from at the top of the circles, right at the top of the slot. And I don't think anybody hit it on the way in. Just a lot of bodies in front. Murphy didn't see it. Hold on to your hats. Yeah, deja vu all over again. Forge was pulled again. And uh, with 33.2 seconds left, Union tried to hit the open net but iced the puck. And uh, Union called its timeout. Uh, Hendrum head coach John Ronan talked to the players and uh, settled them down a little bit. And uh, Dutchman played great defense down the stretch. Uh, not giving Princeton much of an opportunity to get a shot on goal. Uh, a late shot was blocked by Gabriel Segerath, and uh, Union held on to win the game and take the first game of this series. Well, let's talk uh, first with uh, head, uh, the interim head coach, John Roden, who spoke about the game. Of course, we asked him about the extra tackle goal. And uh, Brandon Estes was a, you know, stuck into the press conference as we were talking to uh, Roden, and uh, I don't know if he wanted to ask a question or not, but we'll, let's hear what uh, John Roden had to say. A lot of uh, up and down action tonight, and it came down to a power play goal and a, a rebound goal, and hate to say another extra attack goal, but yeah. you held on. I mean, how good is that? It was good. You know, I thought for a large portion of that game, we were we were pretty good, and we were on them creating. Um, you know, they had a good push. They had a good push, and it's pretty much what we expected. There, they, they could skate. They get on you quick. They're good off the rush, and you know, we weathered that storm, and it was good to see us have a good third. 
you win that puck battle there uh, in front of the net. You know, Robinson tips the puck out, and Anhorn you know, slides over to Seeger. I mean, talk about that play and how big that was to, to break the tie, get get the get the lead. There. Yeah, yeah, that's you know what, it's just kind of the message on the bench that. We we wanted the pack of wolves goal there. You know we were we were kind of moving around a lot in the offensive zone, and we wanted to get you know that second chance opportunity stick around. And I give credit to those guys battling out and you know Sieg's right on the doorstep. It's nice. The uh, power play goal that disallowed the first. Did you consider challenging that? No, that, that from my vantage point that looked high. The, the officials were pretty adamant that that was a high stick. Is it too early in the game to use your challenge like that? I mean, you know, I mean, it's not a rink where you have a lot of camera angles. So it's no, I, you know what? I, I had a really good look at it, and you kind of go off the reaction of the official, and they were right away. But before, when we had the ability to challenge, I saw a replay, and I thought it was high. Third period hasn't always been your best period, but you're pretty happy uh, tonight with uh, how you came out. And I think, you know, I think they only had four shots. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, no matter what the situation was, we wanted to keep going at them. Uh, and I think that's one of the you know, things we've stressed. Times we can kind of sit back and hold on a little bit, but we wanted to keep going at them. And I thought for the most part we did tonight. That, I mean, it, we had to bring up the extra camera goal in another <laughs> Do we? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but you, t- you had a timeout there. You took after yeah. shortly after that with the icing. What, what was the, the talk there? And it seemed like at that point they only had that one chance there with under five seconds left. Yeah, it was just uh, getting the right personnel out there. Um, you know, it's ended up losing the face-off, but I thought we were on the same page. I, I really do, and, you know, we kind of kept them to the outside there. They did get a pretty good look, but, you know, it's it was happy to see us finish that one. Was there any panic, or what was the talk like on the bench after they scored that no, goal? Uh, we were good, and, and, you know, I think the bench was great all night, and, you know, as soon as they scored, they realized, hey, we worked on this week, we've, we've watched video on this, we were ready. Do you uh, change anything tomorrow? We have to look look at video, check, you know, make sure everybody's good. I think we're I think we're healthy, so you know, I, I don't anticipate many changes if at all. Short turnaround does that make a difference? It's a short turnaround for them too. Uh, it's you know we played a handful of afternoon games this year. We're more than comfortable with the 4 p.m. start. On the but uh, turned out to be the game-winning goal. I mean, Ferris made a nice play, got past the defenseman there at the blue line. Talk about that hustle and you know, what, you know obviously Estes going to the net for the rebound. Yeah, he was okay. Um, sorry, again. <laughs> um, no, that was an unbelievable effort by Owen. Um, you know, he was just a bull, and there was no stopping him. He drove it right to the paint, and it was a good job by us following up, stopping at the net for that for that second opportunity. Then it was Estes' turn, along with Gabriel Seeger, as they answer questions from the media. Brandon, uh, it was a fast-paced game, both sides. You had, just seemed to dominate most of the game, but th- how do you feel coming out of this uh, with the way you guys won that game? Uh, feels good. Um, you know, you don't want to be down one game in, in a series. It, it puts pressure on you, so um, having a little cushion there definitely helps and um, definitely makes them hit the panic button a little bit. Yeah, we've been focusing on this game uh, to win this game all week, so now we've done that. We got to move on, uh, get good, good recovery. Because uh, tomorrow's a new game, uh, we got to focus on that. We're gonna have to focus on a Sunday next week. Anything our only focus is tomorrow's game. Talk about the um, your goal there. Uh, Robertson Liam wins a puck battle in front of the net. Dylan slides it over to you, and uh, you, what, did you, what did you see? Yeah, to be honest, we did we did a little play from our playbook, and then Horny got it over. I find a soft spot, and he's trying to get it high on the net. Uh, short side and went in, so that was 
so fortunate. Can you just talk about the approach of the third period? Uh, was it any different than the past games? I think you held them like four shots. Um, you know, the second period, I, I, we kind of felt uh, towards the end we were getting a little dominated there. So uh, a lot of the talk in the locker room going into the third was uh, we got to be a lot smarter with our decisions. Um, it wasn't that we were playing, weren't playing hard and weren't playing fast, but um, the mind started slipping a little bit, so we needed to be smarter. On your goal, I mean, I, you, know, you heard the question about Owen. Just talk about his play there, getting by the defense, him going to the net, and what did you see as you were going to the net? Uh, yeah, I mean, I only saw two of their guys back and two of ours, so I, I figured I'd join in and gain some numbers there. But, yeah, Ferry did a great job beating that guy wide and taking it to the net. Um, that's a hard play to defend. Um, so I, I figured I'd just go to the net, stop, and there it was. Got to ask again the extra attacker goal. Uh, what was the mood like when Princeton scored? I mean, was there any panic, or what did you guys say? Um, well, you want to take it? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, we worked on that this week. Um, think we're pretty confident how to defend that now. Um, and obviously, when we were up three one, we were like kept the bench like attack, attack. So I think we're we're better at that. We can still probably take one more or two more steps on that, but we're better than in the regular season. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're confident in those situations, I think, right now. You took it nicely with 33.2 seconds left, and John took the timeout. What did he say to you guys? And it seemed like you know, even though you lost the faceoff and Princeton asked, you know, moving the puck around, they really didn't really get a good look until, like, the like last five seconds. Uh, yeah, I think that was just more of a, you know, we had already gotten the goal scored on us, so just more of a, a check-in to kind of, uh, you know, reiterate uh, what we're doing in the D zone with their extra attacker. You had a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, is, it, is that a good thing, maybe, just to get out there and, and try to put the series away tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're at home. We have a. Uh, we can recover. We can recover back here in our spot and go home, and get some food, gather to our home ring tomorrow. So I think it's it's a benefit for us. Uh, and as I said before, we just have to focus on. I don't think we have to focus on the series as a whole. We've got another game that we want to win tomorrow. Take a look at the other games in the uh, first round of the ECAC Hockey Tournament. The only road team to win was Dartmouth, the 11th-seeded Big Green, who uh, you know, pulled their goaltender, Clay Stevenson, last Saturday and trying to get the extra point and did not ha- happen for him. But uh, they pulled out a 3-2 victory over RPI at Houston Fieldhouse in the first game that fans uh, not associated with RPI as students, faculty, or staff were able to attend that game. There were 800 in attendance at Houston Fieldhouse. Uh, but uh, Jeff uh, Losurdo scored with 3.05 left in the second period to snap a 2-2 tie and give the Big Green game one of that series. Uh, it was a really a fat, interesting first period as Dartmouth scored 53 seconds into the game on a goal by Sean Chisholm. But uh, 15 seconds later, Justin Adamo scored uh, with 3.59 left in the first. Mark Gallant made it 2-1, but 28 seconds later, Adamo answered again. So, uh, but uh, RPI had no answer for that third goal. So the Big Green take a one nothing lead in that series. And Clay Stevenson made 36 saves for the Big Green. Game two is Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, St. Lawrence, the number nine, number uh, eight seed, excuse me, uh, they pulled out a 4-1 victory over Brown up at Appleton Arena. Uh, St. Lawrence, uh, the game was tied uh, midway through the uh, second period when Aleski uh, Peltonen scored on an unassisted goal at 8.58 to make it 2-1. to one. And then uh, late goals in the third period 
by Max Dorrington and Justin Paul put the game away, giving the Saints a 1-0 lead in that series. The uh, near surprise was uh, Colgate, the number 5 seed, going against number 12 Yale. Uh, The game had to go to overtime. And Colgate won on a Josh McKechnie goal with 3.08 left in overtime. Uh, They reviewed the goal, and uh, honestly, I don't know why they reviewed the goal. Uh, uh, But uh, they did, and it was confirmed that it was a good goal. So uh, Colgate pulling out the um, victory there to take a 1-0 series lead. Yale tied it with 7.4 seconds left on a Teddy Wooding goal. So um, Yale almost pulling off the upset in Game 1. Game 2 there is Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, in Hamilton, New York. So that uh, is completely for the uh, uh, men's uh, ECAC hockey tournament. The women are in their final four, and uh, it'll be Yale and Colgate playing for the title on Saturday at Ingalls Rink in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, Yale uh, overcame a one nothing first period deficit to beat Princeton 3-1, to while Colgate edged Quinnipiac 3-2. to So my three stars for the Union-Princeton game, uh, my number three star, I'll go with uh, Brandon Estes with the game-winning goal. Uh, number two, Dylan Anhorn with a couple of assists in the game. And Owen Ferris, I think he had a well of a game, especially in that uh, Estes goal with great play, uh, getting past the defenseman, uh, Nick Carabin, uh, and setting up Estes with the eventual game-winning goal. As we know, mentioned, game two is Saturday at 4 o'clock at Messerink. Just note the time change, so it's a quick turnaround for everybody involved. A Union victory sends them to the quarterfinals next weekend. And uh, Princeton victory will set up a Game 3 Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Well, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And I'll have another post-game podcast on Saturday. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, see uh, hope we catch you uh, then. And I appreciate you listening. If you have questions or comments about the podcast or have questions about college hockey or union hockey, you can email them to me at shot. That's S-C-H-O-T-T at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers by Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shots. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you Saturday. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good night, good hockey.